Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello. I had something special that I wanted to talk about today because the Lord was prompting me to share some insight that I've had um, that he obviously wants my listeners to hear and, and know about. Obviously, it must be time to share this info. So I wanted to start by saying that n- nothing is shared with me or with anyone else without the power of prayer and the holy scriptures i think if anyone's trying to seek personal revelation or revelation for their families they will be hard pressed to do it without existing revelation now not everybody wants to utilize other forms of scripture besides the Holy Bible. That's fine. I do see that there are uh, constant connections and the the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants and, and other uh, scripture does support and uh, reflect on the Bible and anyone who, you know, earnestly reads both um or, well, I shouldn't say both, all scripture that is available will see the um, the consistencies and, uh, and they will know. You will know uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that what you're reading is, is true scripture. And that's just one of many ways that you can develop a testimony of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Scriptures and to know of the power of God is to by, or excuse me, is, is by reading and praying and asking the Holy Spirit to impress upon you what is truth and and what isn't, basically. I think if, if you're feeling guided to consider something, then it's probably because it's something that you should be um, reading. So that being said, the first scripture that I wanted to reference is from the Bible, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. And it reads, Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. I know there's a lot of um, debate, speculation about what you know each of these verses is referring to. Obviously, we know it's about the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were cast out uh, because they disobeyed the Lord. Um, I have received my own message that this was something that was going to have to happen at some point in their life journey because 
they were not going to know what they needed to know. They weren't going to be tested properly. They weren't going to be able to raise their family properly without these things happening. So whether you agree with me or not, and you want to blame Adam or blame Eve or act like, oh, women are this and men are that and whatever. The fact is, we're here now. This, This is what has happened. We were just being told that this is why we are living in the world that we're living in right now. And the point is, we are here because we are being tested, plain and simple. And we can argue against that all we want. We can try to fight against that all we want, but it's not going to help us. It's just better if we acknowledge this is the world we live in. It is an imperfect world. We are dealing with imperfect people. We are dealing with imperfect bodies. And the goal is to become perfect as our Lord and Savior is perfect. We wouldn't have come here in this situation if that weren't possible. And I know that because of what has been shared with me by the Lord. Basically, what I gather from these scriptures is that we were created. Okay, we were, we were created, and that was for God's purpose. He had a grand purpose in creating us, okay, creating this world and creating us. We have imperfect bodies. That was also part of God's purpose. We are here to suffer and to learn. And that was also for God's purpose. We are here to grow and go through what I like to call the refiner's fire. I'm not the only one who calls it that. I did not coin that term. But I do like to call it that because it does have a nice image to it. It makes me think of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego where they were forced into the furnace and they said the Lord will will basically the Lord will rescue us if it's meant to be and if it's not then he will continue to be with us and and what was seen is that Christ the Lord was in the furnace with them protecting them and going through the refiner's fire with them we know that we have to go through certain things in this life we have gone through them and and it's not going to stop no one is exempt from it Everybody has their SHIT sandwich to eat, right? That's something that a, a friend of mine once said, and it's really stuck with me. Everybody is eating one right now in some way, and uh, that's what we're here for. That's that's what's causing us to become who we are, to become who the Lord needs us to be in order to be able to fight against the greatest enemy of all of us, which is the adversary. We are not at war with each other. We are not at war with God. We are at war with the adversary, the the serpent who wanted to take the Lord's power and glory and force us all into a, a prison. His prison. He's still doing it. He's still trying to do that to us. And we are still allowing him to have that power over us. And it's time to stop. It's time to stop letting him have that power over us. He is very cunning. He is very wise. He has been around just as long as our Savior has been around. And he knows what he's doing. But so does the Lord. So who are you going to pick? Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to let influence you? Who are you going to be a servant for? 
Because you can't pick no one. You're picking one or the other. You're either with the Lord or against the Lord. It is just that simple. As much as you may want to fight against it, that's just the reality of things. I also was thinking of this idea of us being in this state where we we like to say that the the veil is thick. We we have a veil of forgetfulness there so we can't remember everything from our life before our lives before being here on earth. Um, but the veil can be thinned. The veil can be uh, removed temporarily or thinned so that we can have insight. I've had insight as to who I was before I came to this earth, be- who I was before I came to this life, what I desired and why I came here at this time and in this situation. I, the Lord allowed me to see that as in, in, his, in his grace and mercy to help me to not be confused, to help me to recognize what it is I'm supposed to be doing here. Because when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing here, when you don't know who you are and where you come from, it's so easy to get lost and to latch on to things that look pretty and exciting when consistently the Lord is there and trying to call out to you and say, follow me. Here's the path I have for you. This will keep you safe. This path will keep you with me, near me, and lead you back to me. Any other path leads to somewhere that we don't want to go. Because regardless of what that looks like, it's hell. No matter what it looks like, it may be eternal flames or it might just be a lonely place because we're separated from our God. That sounds like hell in and of itself. We can learn about the nature of God. We can learn about his mysteries. He specifically says, seek me out. Seek out the mysteries. I will share them with you. He has. He's shared things with me because I've asked for it. Because I've wanted it and sought the scriptures and sought out people who know more than I do, who are more in tune than I am. You can seek knowledge and your eyes will be opened. I know that. Like I've said many times before, I am not that special. This stuff doesn't come to me because I am someone amazing. It comes because I've asked for it, because I've I've prayed and I've asked for it and I've earnestly sought out the Lord and and sought out to know his mysteries and he's shared things with me. I don't know everything. I can't wait until I know everything and he knows I'm chomping at the bit. Another scripture that came into my mind was in uh, the book of Doctrine and Covenants, section four. I love this whole section. It's brief. It's just seven verses, seven short verses. It says, Now behold, a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Boy, has it ever. Therefore, O ye that embark in the service of God, see that ye serve him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, that ye may stand blameless before God at the last day. I want to stand blameless before God. Therefore, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work. All you have to do is desire it, and you're called. Okay, it's that simple. 
For behold, the field is white already to harvest, and lo, he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. And faith, hope, charity, and love, with an eye single to the glory of God, qualify him for the work. That's it to qualify you. Faith, hope, charity, love, and eye single to the glory of God. That's what qualifies you. That's what you have to have. That's what you're working on. Remember, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, godliness, charity, humility, diligence. Ask and ye shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. Ask and ye shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. This section has often been uh, kind of pigeonholed into this message of needing to go and and serve a mission, okay? And in in the church that I belong to, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that is a huge, huge deal, right? Serving a mission for the Lord. But not everybody gets to do that, all right? And not everybody is supposed to do that. It's It's a very specific call to very a, a very a very select time period in someone's life and an opportunity in their lives some people will decide to go down that path and some will decide not to and some won't have the opportunity to okay that is just one way one way that we can serve the lord okay We are serving the Lord and we are being missionaries when we change our hearts, when we make sure that our our spouses and our children know our testimony and know that the Lord comes first in our lives and that he should come first in their lives. We have extended family. We have friends. We have coworkers. We have fellow uh, members that we go to church with. We have neighbors. We have so many opportunities and that's not just shoving a shoving a bible or a book of mormon in someone's face that's being an example that's saying even if my neighbor does something crappy to me i'm going to i'm going to be an example and i'm going to show them love anyway i recently had a neighbor this isn't the first time that this has happened to me but i had a neighbor come and, and chew me out um she didn't appreciate that i was letting my boys uh play out in the street and uh and, and and the Lord, in the moment that she was berating me, the Lord showed me that, number one, she did genuinely care. She just wasn't showing it that well at that moment. The Lord softened me and allowed me to agree with her in that moment and not argue with her. Allow her to say what she felt like she needed to say. And say, I don't need to hate this person. I don't want to have a bad relationship with this person who is a neighbor to me. I don't know how much longer we are both going to be living on this same street. So I don't need any enemies here. And being a good neighbor looks different to everybody. But my responsibility is to do what the Lord prompts me to do and not what my maybe my gut reaction might be. And in that moment, I may not have shared scripture with her. I may not have asked her if she believes in Christ. I 
I did none of those things, but my my attitude, my demeanor, the way I handled talking to her was me sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, sharing my testimony and saying that I love my neighbors. I'm going to love you even if you are berating me in front of my children. And I'm going to be a good example to my family. And even after she left, I still continued to maintain to my family members why I handled it the way I handled it. And that arguing with her and getting into a fight and turning her into an enemy was not going to be helpful to anyone, least of all myself. You are a disciple in all aspects of life, in your own heart and home, first and foremost. The other scripture that I wanted to share is from the Book of Mormon. It is in 3 Nephi chapter 28, verses 37 through 39. But behold, since I wrote, I have inquired of the Lord, and he hath made it manifest unto me that there must needs be a change wrought upon their bodies, or else it needs be that they must taste of death. Therefore, that they might not taste of death, there was a change wrought upon their bodies, that they might not suffer pain nor sorrow, save it were for the sins of the world. Now this change was not equal to that which shall take place at the last day, but there was a change wrought upon them insomuch that Satan could have no power over them, that he could not tempt them, and they were sanctified in the flesh, that they were holy, and that the powers of the earth could not hold them. Now, I had previously understood that section to mean like becoming immortal. I know that they were considered translated beings. I, in my mind, this was just something that the Lord did for a select few that he, um, you know, deemed worthy or there was some purpose behind it. I ju- it just really seemed pretty, pretty out there. Not that I didn't believe it, just it seemed pretty out there. And in light of a lot that has been coming out now, whether you believe it or not, I think there's, I think a lot of people want to debate about these things, but I think everyone can agree that our world right now is pretty darn sick. We have, there, I mean, every day you're hearing recalls of poisons in food and products that we use to uh, wash our bodies with, uh, poisons in the water we drink, uh, poisons in the air that we breathe, uh, whether it's someone doing it maliciously or not. We are being poisoned in every possible way. I cannot turn one way or another. We're being poisoned through what we watch on uh, the TV and, and on our phones. Uh, we're, we're being poisoned when we go to uh, shop at certain stores. We're, we're, we're seeing things we don't want to see. Our, our children are being uh, ha- our children are being indoctrinated e- even in, in school. When I start to think about all of the ways that I am trying to protect my children, protect myself, protect my spouse, and anyone else who will listen to me, I can get very overwhelmed. And I felt like I should share that um, not long ago I was praying and I felt, and a lot of times I'll pray and I'll ask Heavenly Father, 
what I need to pray for, what I should say. I know that words are powerful, and so I know I know that what I pray for is powerful. And so I wanted to know what what should I be saying, what should I be asking for? And the Lord told me to pray for translation. The Lord told me to pray that my body could be translated. And I did share that piece of information with a few of my family members because I thought it was something that they needed to hear and something that they would um, take and, and utilize. I don't always feel like I should share everything, every insight that I get, and there are certain people I feel like I should share things with. Um, but that was interesting to me. I One of my sisters had mentioned something about being in a, in a scenario where she was going to be going on a trip, whatever the situation was, and she didn't want to be dealing with her monthly feminine issue, I'll just say. I'll keep it, keep it tame here. Um, and, and she had someone that she talked to about it that said, well, why would you pray for that? Well, some women have it worse than others. But, you know, I, and I just said to her, well, why not? Why wouldn't you pray for something like that? Anyway, she said that she had prayed to have it either come early or come later. So she didn't have to deal with it on this trip that she was going on, whatever it was. And she was granted that. And I know that maybe we can't always have that kind of thing happen, but how many times could we have prayed for it and asked for it and would have gotten that kind of an answer, would have gotten that kind of blessing? But we're not asking for it. And I just thought, the Lord the Lord will tell us. He'll tell us, sure, you can have that thing. Or he'll say, no, you can't, but here's why. And when we're open to it, I think that we have a lot more that he could do for us. There's a lot more we could be asking for help with that we're just not. Because, like I said, reading that, the change wrought upon their body so that they wouldn't suffer pain or sorrow. Well, I know that I know that that's what we're here for, right? We already we already established that from from the scripture in Genesis that that's what we're here for is to is to uh, suffer the the pains of this life. But maybe there's suffering we don't have to go through. Maybe we don't have to suffer as much. Maybe there's certain things that we inflict upon ourselves that we wouldn't necessarily have to go through. Wouldn't it be nice to know? Wouldn't it be nice to maybe have a break sometimes? Well, I, I think we're allowed to ask for that. I mean, look, we're also told, ask and ye shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Well, I want to know things. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe the Lord is willing to bless me with that thing. But like I said, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not able to at, at this time because I'm not ready for it. Maybe I'm not entitled to it yet. Maybe I haven't earned that blessing yet. Well, I'd like to know that. I'd like to know, well, you're not ready for this yet, but you will. And here's what you need to do in the meantime to earn that blessing. We can ask him those things. We can pray and get that kind of inspiration. Through prayer, through through reading scriptures, I've I've received answers to questions through any number of ways. But it all started with prayer. It all started with me saying, "Lord, you know, answer me this, please. Enlighten me one way or another. If you can't just tell me right now in my head, help me find the answer somehow. 
But then you have to be willing to open that book you feel prompted to open, or talk to that person you feel prompted to talk to, or watch that video that you feel prompted to watch. Because once you start seeking these things out, it's it's going to find you. It's just waiting right there, and you need to reach out to find it. You need to ask the Lord for it. You need to ask him to send your guardian angels, your your ancestors, those that have been assigned to you to help you. I had an experience last night that really rocked me. You know, I've said this before about us being under attack. We're under attack constantly. Like I said, we're being poisoned. We're under attack by the adversary and and his followers. Uh, Some seen, some unseen. We need all the help we can get. And I know that as I cast them out and as I share the gospel and as I do all the things that I'm doing to try and better myself, to try and save my family, to try and come closer to Christ, the adversary is going to send more and more and more. And he's going to send worse and worse ones. And I got to get stronger and stronger and build up my armor and my shields for myself and for my family. None of us are exempt from that. Like I said, I'm not that special. Last night, I woke up in the night. I felt my bed rocking. Woke me up, dead of sleep. For a split second, I thought maybe my husband was just moving around in bed and making the bed move. Now, that's never woken me up before. I know that he moves around in his sleep. It's never woken me up before, but that was my initial thought. And then I realized that my bed was moving very firmly and rhythmically, and it wasn't letting up. And I realized my husband was not moving, and he does snore. And I heard him snoring, so I knew he was fast asleep. I wish I had looked to see what time it was. I actually don't know exactly what time it was, but when these kinds of things happen to me, it's usually around 3 a.m. I'll just say that. I didn't open my eyes, but in my mind's eye, this is where I see things usually. My eyes were not open and I didn't move in my bed, but I could see a figure at the foot of my bed just barely peeking up over the foot of my bed. There was something rocking my bed, waking me up, trying to scare me. And instantly I knew what it was. I won't tell you what it looked like. It was it was freaky, but not the worst I've ever seen. I'll tell you that much. But this thing definitely was trying to affect me, trying to scare me, trying to interrupt my sleep. And right away, I prayed and I asked Heavenly Father. I didn't even want to give this thing the time of day. I could have sat up and cast it out, but I just prayed and I asked Heavenly Father, can you please just send angels to remove this thing from my room, from my home? And in my mind's eye, I saw two angels come and grab that thing on both sides of it and usher it away from me. And right as I saw it being taken away, my bed stopped moving. And I thank the Lord for protecting me. 
but I would not have known what that was or what to do if I hadn't sought out to know, to know about not only the nature of Satan, but most especially and most importantly, the nature of God. To know that I have his power at my fingertips. I didn't even have to move a muscle. I said a prayer and he answered my prayer. He protected me. You have that power too. I've told my children this many times. I, The Lord has said in the scriptures, we aren't to tempt the Lord. When we, when we tempt, when we attempt, attempt to tempt the Lord, <laughs> tongue twister, we say things like, well, show me a sign and then I'll believe. No, no, we are supposed to exercise faith. He says, he says to test me, try me. That's what the Lord says to do. We test him and we try him by praying, by putting forth effort, by putting ourselves out there, stepping off the ledge and saying, Lord, I'm scared, but I believe you'll catch me and take me to safety. And I testify to you that that is one of the most terrifying things that you will experience, but also the sweetest experience when you receive that confirmation that the Lord loves you and is there for you and will catch you and carry you and take you through any refiner's fire that you have to go through. And I leave you with that thought to ponder and pray on. Until next time in the sacred and holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.